Hi, I'm Raylene Taskowski, and I've talked to over 10,000 women about sex over the past decade. Welcome to the Stand Up Comedy Sex Ed podcast. Welcome to Stand Up Comedy Sex Ed. It's where you can get questions answered like... How long does it take the average man to orgasm? And... How long does it take the average woman to orgasm? And also... Why is it so hot in here? Audiences agree. It's brilliantly funny. Raylene makes sex ed fun. This show is entertaining, factual, and relatable. There's nothing worse than being halfway done with sex and feeling your vagina shut down on you. (laughs) You've got to see stand-up comedy sex ed. I am ready to go do that comedy show. (laughs) Hey, everybody. Welcome to the stand-up comedy sex ed podcast hosted by Raylene Taskowski and some other guy, girl, guest, or guru. And today's guest girl is Corey Asuncion. Did I say that right? Yes, Corey Asuncion. Okay. Um, and <laughs> I love her podcast is called That's Not Proper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tell me about that. I'm this, you know, somewhat old lady, <laughs> 40, for almost 47 years old, and just raised in a very, you know, stereotypical white community, uh, religious background, uh, churchy background um, that carried on forward until I was old. And I have always kind of been the black sheep, but also kind of held back. But I was regularly told, Corey, that's not proper. And um, a few years ago, I just got sick of that shit. And I said, you know what? I'm just going to talk about all the stuff that I was told I was not supposed to talk about that is not acceptable, that is taboo, and really just hope somebody else is listening. (laughs) That's fantastic. I've always told, well, besides the whole, that's not proper. I don't think they said that because I'm from Connecticut, like North. We don't have a proper, Mm -hmm. but um, (laughs) I did have a lot of, uh, you're you're talking too much, you're too loud, we can hear you, you were right here. Uh, And all the way through high school, everybody Mm -hmm. was like, do you ever shut up? And so now I actually make money being a comedian, being a speaker and doing a podcast. So no, I don't shut up. (laughs) I love it. You know, it's funny about that uh, talking too much thing. When I was a kid, this was before ADD and ADHD was like a thing. Um, The doctor told my parents, she's way, um, she talks too much. She moves around too much. She doesn't ever shut up. You know, I I guess other people were telling my parents the same thing. And so they put me on a sugar diet, you know, thinking that that would work. They didn't. If you go through also like all my school years, my mother saved my report cards all the way from like whatever, kindergarten, all the way through high school. Every single report card says, Corey talks too much. Corey's not paying attention. She's talking too much. It was every single solitary one of them. That was my life. (laughs) Me too. I went to a Christian school for Mm -hmm. a couple of years and they would give demerits for talking. And I, if three demerits would give you a 15 minute detention, four demerits got you a 20 minutes, five demerits got you half an hour, six demerits got you an hour and a spanking. Mm-hmm. And the entire time I was at that school, I did not ever have less than a 15. I mean, I, everybody just started assuming that school ended 15 minutes late because I always had a <laughs> detention. Did you and ever get spanked? I did a few times. And really? to this day, it has affected my ability to enjoy a good spanking. <laughs> I do not enjoy it at all. Like I don't... promise of one, but the actual, like, no, no, no. don't touch me. <laughs> no, I see. We, my school, I went to a private Christian school from 
uh, I, I guess third grade until eighth grade. And we didn't have demerits, but you could get spanked. And I, I don't know how I avoided it. Um, I don't know if I'm a good con or what, but uh, I never got spanked. But I was always in trouble. But one of the big things I would get in trouble for, I remember this, I did this for a really long time, most embarrassing thing ever. I would stand and I always had like stupid things I would tell people or show them and like, look at this, look what I can do, you know, and <laughs> I would, I was standing up and the shadow that was cast on the concrete, you know, you could see the whole, my whole body. And I stood to the side and I stuck my finger out like it was a penis and, <laughs> and it was a shadow on the concrete. And I was so excited about my new ability and I showed everyone and then I got caught you know, standing there. And remember the teacher's name was Mrs. Hackala. And I was standing there and I was, I had my penis finger and I'm like, look at guys, I've got a penis, you know, wiggle the <laughs> finger around. By the way, this is a Christian school was going yes. over really well. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. So those are the kinds of things I would do and I'm remembered for apparently. <laughs> I was just known for talking. I will tell you, um, I tell teachers this all the time that if you don't like a student, that student knows it. And, and mm -hmm. it doesn't matter how you try to fluff it up, you know, the, the student knows it. And so, so one day in school, the teachers were doing some lesson about um, what you see isn't always what you get kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And they had made a batch of chocolate chip cookies using salt instead of sugar. Mm. And so... I remember when they were like, who wants a cookie? And I was like, I want a cookie. And I remember Mr. Tracy, Mr. <laughs> Timothy fucking Tracy. I mean, he must've been 27 or, or 22 or 23. I don't even know, but I was, you know, 10. So mm -hmm. I fucking remember you, Mr. Tracy. Um, he, he was like, oh, here, Eileen, have a cookie. And I remember in my mind thinking, he doesn't like me. Why did he gleefully just give me a cookie? Mm. and then every, he was like everybody bite into the cookie and then of course it was disgusting because it was all salt and i was like you motherfucker yeah, <laughs> i don't trust, i don't even know trust if seven issues for that. life yeah, now for, 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 <laughs> yeah no for sure mm -hmm. <laughs> actually i i wish i had would have built that that uh trust issue thing up but i've been fooled many many times since then mm. Well, this, that wasn't about sex. That was about Christian school, but who gives a shit? <laughs> yeah. Well, we could, I could tell you what we can get, go from Christian school to sex. I know how to go there, but it's probably we, another podcast, but. Hey, we could do whatever we want. I mean, it's called stand-up comedy sex heads. So as long as we're laughing. Uh, oh yeah. Well, I don't, some of it's funny, some of it's funny, but some of it, man, fucked me up pretty good as a kid. You know, the being in the, uh, the Christian school um, and it, well, on ours was not like, Oh, you just went to school there. We went to church there. We went to, oh, we can't even, they had like a pioneer girls. It was, I don't know if you ever heard of like Awana or boys brigade. And okay. So I was there all the freaking time. And, uh, you know, my whole life was this place, but it was also super tiny. My graduating class when I graduated from eighth grade, cause the school went from preschool to eighth grade. There was only 10 people in it. That, that oh, wow. was it. And all the, all the boys were ugly, you know? And so it was, <laughs> I don't know if any of them will listen to this today. I'm actually still friends with them. I wasn't into any of, you know, the boys or anything like that. But sex was a big fat no-no. Actually, sex itself wasn't talked about. Right. Like, I didn't have sex ed. Right. So it was weird to me to go into high school because I went to a public high school. 
you go to public high school, I go from a graduating class of 10 in this little tiny Christian school to a graduating class of 300 that my seat, my, my class had about 300 and, you know, people are smoking and drinking and doing drugs and having sex. And, oh, and I was like, I signed my purity paper and I'm not going to have sex until I'm married. And what? Blowjobs are gross. You know, <laughs> you put your mouth where, you know, that changed. I still um, feel that <laughs> way. <laughs> well, I, you know, what's funny about blowjobs is I used to feel that way. And, you know, it was probably, you know, I had pent up, you know, issues about something, I'm sure. Now, I'm, you know, I like the, to, to hear the sound of, of him um, enjoying it is great pleasure for me. So I'm okay That's with a, the low job. I was telling some college girls the other day, because I still, to this day, it's not a thing. I have an epic gag reflex that I can actually gag just thinking about it. It may have something to do with being molested as a kid. I don't know. Mm. But the reality is, and I tell the girls, I try not to put my issues on anybody else. A lot of my comedy is based on how much I don't like to give blowjobs. But <laughs> I, I understand there is a entire group, sect of women who love it. It feels very empowering. They enjoy it. And I'm like, cool. I'm glad you do. And I have no issues with other people enjoying a good oral favor mm-hmm. on either side of it. But for me, I've, I've tried it and I've tried it more because, you know, I love my husband, but I, <laughs> I think I told this story probably my second podcast. My husband had bought me this really awesome Kate Spade bag and the, the morning after he woke up and he had that glorious morning penis mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, and I thought, you know, a good wife would suck that dick. <laughs> and then I literally dry heaved just thinking about it. <laughs> I was like, I'm not that good a wife. Like, no. I will find another way to thank him for the bag. <laughs> to be fair, it does go better if I've had a little to drink um, or, you know, something like that. There's less of it because I actually do have a gag reflex. But so like, I do not want you to come in my mouth. Don't yeah. come in my mouth. I will vomit on you. This isn't going to go well. It, you know, we will be ruined. Don't, don't do that. Um, and, and it does work a whole lot better uh, if I've had a, a little bit to drink. But no, for years, I didn't want to give a blowjob. And I didn't want oral sex performed on me either. I was like, uh, no. Oh, no, I want that. I want that for sure. <laughs> oh, no, was, now I do. I'm 68. You do me and I'll owe you one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't used to. And I don't know. I even, Again, I think it had to do with all the, you know, I was raised, and actually it wasn't even just the raised, is where we were at. We were at, uh, like I said, we used to be in the church. We used to be youth leaders, you know, that whole thing. And we even had at one point this, they were like, whatever, uh, older adult guidance people. I don't even know what you call them. And they were like, this is our, we've gone to their house for the first time. They're like, this is our, you know, showing us the house. This is our house and this is our room, blah, blah, blah. And there was two twin beds in the room. And she's, and she tells us, and I thought, okay, fine, whatever. They don't sleep together. I don't know what the deal is. That's not my business. But she like proceeds to tell us, you know, we sleep separately because we feel like it's better that way. And then they inform us that they don't perform oral sex because it's sodomy. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Do they not know the definition of sodomy? I have no idea. I 
honestly, to this day, full heartedly believe that that woman just did not want to give her husband a blow job. And so she created her own like version of what sodomy was so that she didn't have to give it him a blow job. That's what I think. But I, I, you know, who knows? I'm just an innocent bystander. I just, oh, it's, that's the thing. I'm not opposed to it at all, except for the fact that I have a tremendous gag reflex. But I mean, the whole Song of Song of Solomon Bible book is, Mm -hmm. you know, so whenever I hear Christians and they're like, we don't do that. I'm like, you didn't read all your Bible. Like you skipped a chapter and it was a good one. (laughs) Well, and I honestly believe they're like on the down low, really kinky. Uh, A lot of the ones that say they don't do this or don't do that, that, I have a feeling that there, there's, there's a kink there. They just are, you know, it's under undercover. That's I my, think there's a kink there that they're afraid of. It is what it is. They're afraid very if they possible. let it go, then bad things will happen. Well, they'll go to hell because that's what we were informed was, right. you know, enjoying sex. You're going to go to, you know, don't talk about it. Right. And, you know, it being uh, sexual or, you know, a little bit lusty with your spouse or whatever, you're going to hell. Because that's right. just, that's just in and out, in and out, in and out, and then, you know, make a baby. You're supposed to make a baby. You're not supposed to enjoy it. Right. But exactly. it's weird that God put a clitoris, like, right there where you can find it accidentally. Well, a, a clitoris that is <laughs> literally, there is, like, no other purpose other than pleasure. Exactly. As yeah. I always say, the, the, the clitoris does one thing. It creates a muscle spasm, and that muscle spasm is called an orgasm, and God put it right where we could find it accidentally, riding a horse, shimmying up any sort of pole, <laughs> leaning too far over the washing machine to find right. something that fell behind it, whatever excuse you want to use. Right. Really tight jeans and walking real fast, you know, right. something. I had a friend tell me she had a, a clitoral hood piercing one time and she's like, and now my bike is my best friend. My jeans are my best friend. Okay. I can't imagine getting a piercing there. What would that be like? Okay. Cause either I'm thinking you're going to be in the most excruciating pain ever actually getting the piercing. Or well, you're going to have like a 10-year orgasm. What's going to happen? I feel like, and to be fair, if somebody wants to argue this with me, I have no, I, I've never had one. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure they're not piercing the clitoris. They have to be piercing the clitoral hood. Oh, just above it. Because the clitoris is a nerve. So would that not hurt? I'm like, or numb it if that's it. That's right. it. That's the last well, sensation you The clitoris you're has 8,000 nerve endings. So right. it feels like that would not be a great idea. but if you pierce the hood, then the clitoris would always be rubbing on something. Right. So maybe, but if somebody wants to comment on the podcast later and let me know how that goes or, yeah, or inform more information us. on it, I'm curious to know. Would be great. I'm not planning on doing it, but exactly. I'm always keen Thank to you. learn. Yeah. Same. Yeah. No, I'd love to know. I'm not, yeah, I'm not going to have one of those. Not only that, I'm a little, I still have some like recovering from all the years of modesty and tradition. So, you know, <clears throat> spread eagle for somebody I don't know for them to um, be messing around in my clit area. Yeah, I'm probably not going to do that either. I mean, maybe if I really wanted one, I'd have my partner do it. But yeah, I'm still not. Down I still that. haven't gotten comfortable enough to do the whole mirror thing. Like I have a general, like I, I haven't seen it, but I've got a good Braille feel for how it's supposed to be. <laughs> like I've Brailled the fuck out of it, but I've never seen yeah. it. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think I've ever done them. I mean, the whole that movie. What was the movie where she takes the mirror and puts it between her legs? Oh, fried oh, green God, tomatoes. Yeah. Fried green tomatoes. Yeah. Now I've never, you know, fried green tomatoed it, but I, uh, <laughs> you know, I've never. So I've never done that. Also, I have seven kids. I I swear they're just like always up. It doesn't yeah. matter. And my kids are old. 
my youngest one's 12, but they're still all over the place, all up in my business. I couldn't, you know, it, it doesn't I matter. I had an ingrown hair a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of had to take a little mirror to it to just figure out what was going on. And I had never seen it younger, but it's not aging well, is all I can say. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, that's gray, my thing too. I, I'll, ask my, I'll ask my partner. I'm like, well, first of all, wait, what were you saying? You had an ingrown hair. Oh yeah. I just, I had an ingrown hair and I took, and it was weird because I didn't take a full mirror because honest to God, I was afraid to look at it, (laughs) but I had like a little, a little bitty, like three inch round mirror to look at the exact problem where the area, the issue was, Uh but I I literally was like, I don't know what you used to look like, but you do not look good now. (laughs) No, that's the thing is too. And and I all asked my partner, I'm like, does it look the same? And he's like, I don't really notice. And I'm, and I can't decide. He's actually a very honest person. So he, I think, think he'd tell me but um and also I don't think he really cares he's like is it still functional I don't care what it looks like but uh, (laughs) I am like I know I'm certain those were not hanging that way you know 25 years ago when I met you yeah those I wouldn't even call them lips anymore you know what I mean (laughs) (laughs) meat curtains there you go yeah lips are nice and full and no these are you know I just because it looks it's a scary area I re- I watched um, Goop Lab with Gwyneth Paltrow. Have you seen that show? It's on no. Netflix. Mm-mm. And they had one on, I don't remember if they called it orgasms or if they called it, I don't remember what they called it, but it was definitely about women's sexual health. And it encompassed um, not only women looking at their own vulvas, there's a class this woman does. And she, the first step is everybody's just naked in the room, ladies. And mm-hmm. Um, so people can get over their body image issues because everybody always thinks they're not as attractive as everybody else. So right. now you're just sitting in a room. Um, they all look at their labias or their vulvas. And what I really liked was they actually showed a bunch of vulvas, like really quickly, like here's one, mm-hmm. here's one, here's one, here's one, so that you can see that vulvas come in all shapes and sizes and colors and gray hairs because people are just like, oh, it's just not normal. Well, I mean, if your only frame of reference is a Playboy magazine or a mm. porn, because when do you ever look at anybody else's vulva? Right. Other than if you're the mother of an infant child and they're all beautiful and tucked up in that spot. You know? Right, exactly. And so to look at it, then you can see like, well, okay, I mean, at least I feel, my, feel like mine looks better than that one. But <laughs> yeah. the point is to just acknowledge and then she also does a great uh, class, this woman, and her, her name is Robin something. And she does a class on how to masturbate for women who have never orgasmed, mm. which I think is fantastic because I've met so many women who have never orgasmed in my line of work. Well, you know, what's funny is for years, I didn't, and this was prior to me and my partner, I never had an orgasm. I had plenty of sex, never had an orgasm. I didn't really know that I was supposed to orgasm or that I could. I, my ideal always was, and this was, you know, part of my mental fuckery for so long was sex was just for men. And so you would do whatever you do. Um, as far as being the woman lay there, don't lay there, whatever, stand up, bend over and then make sure he comes and then we're all done. And then that's it. You've performed your uh, duties and responsibilities uh, because he has now come. And then you go about 
your day. I didn't enjoy sex. Sex was not enjoyable to me. Part of that was because I had never had an orgasm. So, I mean, hello, that wouldn't right, be enjoyable. So I don't even know if you know this, that I've been, I've been a consultant for a women's sex toy company for 13 years. I just That's- found that out today. <laughs> I've never been to one right of those parties. Came on here. Well, I, I had listened to um, your podcast a couple of days ago, and then I had watched some of your YouTube. Um, My comedy. Your comedy. And as I was looking through the comedy, I saw today, I was looking, because I was showing my kids, I'm like, oh, this is who I'm talking to today. And I saw you, one of your, I don't know what the name of the company is, but I knew that you were worked for one of those parties, which I have never been to one of those. Well, because, and part of that was because for yep. years, that was a no-no. You don't go to those because only whores go to those parties. <laughs> it's so funny because my, my dad is a minister and I was raised born again Christian. And I don't mean like he has his own church, but he had his, he did some uh, race, race car ministries and he does weddings and he's the chapel chaplain at our fire department, stuff like that. So he's, Mm -hmm. and he had a TV show for a while called God's masterpiece. So he's very Christian and my mom is Mm -hmm. very Christian. So when I first decided that I was going to do those parties, I went and I, and I said, I want to educate women, how their bodies work, why they work that way and the different products available to enhance their intimate life by themselves or with a partner. And my dad said, that sounds awesome. And my mom said, that sounds disgusting. (laughs) And she said, he said, no, it's not. He said, if women would learn about their bodies and learn about sexual pleasure and learn about things that they could do with their partners, marriages would last longer. There'd be stronger. There'd be less cheating. This is a great thing. And my mom's I like, I don't, I don't care. I think it's disgusting. Um, and then a year later for my one year anniversary party, I came over to my parents' house and I asked my mom, I said, will you come to my party tonight? And by then I had already earned like two trips. I had, you know, basically quit both of my jobs. I was doing this full time. And she's like, no, I'm not going to that. That's disgusting. And I said, and this is a God's honest truth. I said, mom, either come see what I do or shut the fuck up. And my dad, <laughs> the minister goes, yeah, Renee, shut the fuck up. <laughs> and so she got all pissed. She goes, fine, I'm going, but don't tell anybody I'm your mom. Right? Oh. <laughs> so she comes in and I call her Renee the whole time. And then uh, I had cleaned the kit. I had cleaned everything, but I had left a, a bottle of cleaner out or something. She goes, Renee, why didn't you put that away? I'm like, mom, get off my ass. Right? Mm-hmm. She said, you said you weren't going to call me mom. And I said, you weren't supposed to act like a mom. Yeah. <laughs> Get the role straight. Exactly. <laughs> so the next day I called my dad and I said, what did mom say? And he said, your mom gives, fa- your mom said you give factual information in an amusing way. And she's really proud of you. <gasps> and so from wow. that moment on, she was backing me she would if i needed help at an event she would come help she kept my business cards in her purse and she would hand them out to people at work if they were thinking about having one of those parties she'd be like oh my daughter does that and everybody would be like your daughter does that she's like yeah she's so good <laughs> oh well yeah see i've never been and here is another thing i do not nor have i ever owned a vibrator or a dildo or anything like that ever but that part of that has to do with, actually, I take that back. Lube, we've, I've used for years. Oh, good. And one time I bought some lube from a company, can't even remember what it was, and they sent like a little, little mini one. Mm-hmm. And 
explore lube at that time even for us was like a big step it was like we need because you get that idea that like needing something or wanting something's wrong or yeah or you're not performing you know if i'm not getting wet enough maybe he's not doing his job but you know that's not really what it was about keep in mind i had seven freaking kids and man i was just fucking tired sometimes so anyhow the but so we got lube and a teeny little um, vibrator came. It was like corded and everything. It had to mm-hmm. batteries and all that. I think we used that once or twice. I don't know. Got, I think it broke and we checked it out, but um, it's something I think about all the time, but it's still, I'm like, remember I told you I'm working through all of these things, you right. know, um, but I have decided, and actually prior to this whole coronavirus thing, I was taking my daughters. I had picked a um, adult toy store out, a nice one. Not, you know, there's and where I live is a real um, highly. Uh, I'm in the Bay Area in California, near San Francisco. Okay. Very densely populated, um, and so they have plenty of adult stores here. But some mm-hmm. of them are real seedy and kind of gross. And so I didn't want to go to one of those. So I was going to take two of my daughters. I have three daughters. I was going to take two of them because the other one doesn't live here anymore. And I was going to take them to an adult store and we were going to um, video a little bit, but also use it for the podcast within the stupid coronavirus. And so we haven't done that yet. And that was well, our big, you know, do if it. If you're interested, I know a lot of amazing consultants in California mm-hmm. that would be happy to come do a party with you. And what I love about my company and the way most of us handle it is it's about women's sexual health mm-hmm. with a little bit of comedy because it makes it easier and that's how you educate uh i did not own anything until after i joined my company no toys no lubes no heighteners no cleaners no nothing nothing no lingerie Mm -hmm. nothing i also had no complaints Mm. which it sounds like that's kind of where where you are like Mm -hmm. you think to yourself i don't need any of that stuff right and so what i say at my comedy shows is like we also don't need cookies cakes or ice cream but it sure makes dinner better when you know what's coming well and to be fair when i you know finding out um a lot of things about um what i enjoy sexually and what he enjoys sexually you know we've been together for over 25 years and but we spent a large portion of that those years, m- me more so than him. He he probably would have done everything uh, 25 years ago. Uh, I, however, had a lot of hangups. And so it really wasn't until the last, I don't know, maybe eight years or so where I'm kind of like, let's try it all, you know. And um, so we're, there's a lot more openness that because of me, because he was always very kind with me as to not push me where I didn't want to go. But, um, so I am much more open to that stuff because I'm like, Hey, now I am actually at a point where I can say, do this because I enjoy it instead of wondering, but thinking, Oh God, I can't do that because maybe I'll go to hell for, you know, getting some oral sex tonight. I don't, you know, but now I'm like, I don't care. (laughs) Give me some of that, you know? I just want to tell all of the people listening, you are not going to hell for enjoying sex. Mm. Hmm? Period. Like, I don't even, I don't even want to say with your partner, with your husband, with whoever, you're not going to, you're not going to hell for that. Just, I'm, I'm, I'll stand, listen, I'm standing right here. And if you wind up in hell, you can just call back and say, Hey, she said, I'll come, I'll take the heat with you. Yeah. What is, it, what is it? What is it in Hunger Games? Um, you offer yeah. as tribute. Yeah. That. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Exactly. 
<laughs> no, yeah, it took me years to realize that I'm not going to go to hell for enjoying sex. I'm not going to, you know, my family members that are, you know, if my kids are having sex, they're not going to go to hell, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I mean, I've got four grandchildren and um, they're not, my daughter and the father of her four grandchildren aren't legally married. Um, but, you know, they don't have the written piece of paper. So there's a lot of people that are like, mm, where I'm like, well, you know, in the God. Bible days, they didn't have a written piece of paper. They just, well, yeah, they just, it's, it's a fucking joke is what it, it is. It, yeah. <laughs> it, it's, that's the government. It is. Now, would it be wiser for her tax returns? Maybe, but I Fuck also yeah. think she, yeah, you know, but that's not what it's about, especially when you're talking about Christianity and that kind of shit. So I'm like, you know, what I, you know what I tell people at that point, I'm like, it's not even about, uh, I'm hospitalizations. If, mm. if your baby daddy that you live with and you love and you have a relationship goes into the hospital, you have no say if mm -hmm. you are not married to them. Right. That's my thing. I'm like, listen, if this is somebody that you love, don't worry about the government. Worry about like fucking being able to be in the hospital with them. Although right now if they have coronavirus, you're not going with them anyway. So. Well, if anything happens, it, then it turns into guess who gets to make the decisions with regards to him? His mother. So, you know... <laughs> Exactly. That's not going to be fun. That'll be a fight in the hospital. But uh, no, yeah. So no, I, oh gosh, it's been super freeing to get over that shit though. And you know, doesn't mean I don't have some issues still and I'm still working through stuff, but I'm able to even have this conversation right now. I will tell you right now, the conversation I'm having with you right now would not in my wildest dreams have occurred about eight years ago. No way. Yeah. I would have been like, no. It was pretty weird for me when I started to, um, when I first decided to join the company after the conversation, you know, with my dad, I got my kit and the first couple of, I, I would say the first three months I walked around with a constant blush. I was mm -hmm. like, I cannot believe what these people are doing. All these people are doing all this weird shit. What the fuck? You know? And I was <laughs> really uncomfortable. And then I realized that my discomfort was coming from the, the way I was raised and mm -hmm. how you said at your school mm -hmm. that it wasn't that sex was ever talked about as bad. It's just that sex was never talked about. And mm -hmm. that was the same thing with me growing up. We just didn't really talk about it, but I learned how to masturbate when I was four. Again, it may have something to do with being molested, but whatever. Mm -hmm. I have always known how to masturbate. So when I meet somebody who doesn't know how to orgasm, I'm just like, just, just, it's right there. Just, you just, and honest to God, can I just tell you, Corey, I am so embarrassed because my youngest is 21 and we recently had a conversation where I realized that she did not know where her clitoris was. And I have been doing my job for since she was eight years old. And as much as I had been like, make sure you use lube, make sure you use condoms, do it when you're ready. Everything would be great. And never fucking taught her her body parts. <laughs> well, and it's a, you know, what's funny you say that because honestly, I probably didn't say, start saying anything to my, um, well, the two daughters that I have at home now, my oldest daughter's been out of the house for a while. The two daughters that I have at home, I'd probably say it was in the, with the, within the last year. I'm like, I'm talking to them about all this kind of stuff and where it's at. And this is, you know, do this and do that. And they, at first they were a little bit weird with me. Like, mom. And I'm like, dude, go get some lube. You know, you know, when I say things like that, and if you, you know, if you need to take some extra time in the shower today, cause we are, remember we are, we are a household of nine 
And so, you know, having private time in your bedroom isn't happening, you know? So, um, everybody shares bedrooms and stuff like that. I don't have a nine bedroom house. Thank you very much. Um, (laughs) not in the Bay, you don't (laughs) No. Um, so, you know, I, I, but I would have never talked to them about that kind of stuff before. they know now though. And so they'll still come, there's still little things that they're a little bit weird with me about, which is understandable. Um, because of how, honestly, they were raised by me who was, didn't talk about it. So it was all, it was only recently that I did have started talking to them about it. And so now they're opening up a little bit more, but I mean, it's like, almost like I had to learn some of this stuff too, you know, right. uh, that Agreed. learning. You know, yeah. And what am I, what good am I if I haven't learned it myself yet? And so it, it's cool though, to be able to talk to your kids about this kind of stuff, because, you know, like I said, I wasn't talked to like that. It wasn't, and it doesn't necessarily, my, my mother was a bad mother and my father was a bad father. It was just not, it's not how things were done. Right. And so to have these conversations, be able to have these conversations with my, you know, my kids now, even my son, one of my sons, actually, he tells me way too much. I wish he'd stop, but, um, <laughs> Uh, he'll say something like, no, 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 just, okay, that's enough. Um, but you know, to have these conversations and then feel comfortable to come to me and my, my hope is that then when they, when they go out of here and they have permanent relationships or long-term relationships or whatever, even if it's not, you know, whatever relationship they're in, they're able to have like this open line of communication where they can talk about this stuff in ways that I never did for all these years when, you know, I, gosh, it's very exciting to know that that's something they could potentially have. I'm excited for it too. I, uh, I love talking to my kids. Well, I didn't. All right. So my oldest had a stepmom who talked to her about toys and stuff way, way, way before I was ever comfortable talking about toys. Mm. And now I'm like, my advice to pretty much every girl is toys, not boys. Just (laughs) do it yourself. (laughs) There's no pregnancy. There's no side effects. There's no disease. Just, get a toy and figure it out. You know, it's funny about masturbation though. I didn't do it for years because I, it was. Again, it was the devil's doorbell. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) You know, there was jokes, you know, you hear jokes made and things like, you always laughed at the jokes, but oh no, no, I'd never do something like that because, you know, God can see me, you know, pleasuring myself. I'd never have even considered it years ago not at all never did it i didn't at all growing up nothing masturbation was not talked about when i was a kid other than like has my brother been in the bathroom too long when i was younger but that would that was probably the extent of it well that was the weird thing is because i had been uh molested as a child and it led to orgasm i just know if i rubbed that one spot it felt good I didn't know that it was masturbating. I didn't know that it was sex. I didn't know that it was anything. I just knew that it helped me fall asleep at night. And so the first time I ever heard of it as a sexual thing was when I was reading, Are You There, God, It's Me, Margaret. Oh, Is that the right book? I think it Mm -hmm. is. No, 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 Deanie. It was Deanie. I don't know that one. Are You There, God, It's Me, Margaret was about the boobs. We must, we must, we must increase our bus. We must increase our bus. Um, we Deanie. know, we know, we know those things will grow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whether we want them to or not. Yeah. Um, it was Deanie. It was the same author, but mm-hmm. it was a much more adult book. And uh, she had her special place. And that was, that was the first time that I realized I wasn't the only person who had that special spot. Mm-hmm. And 
I mean, honest, I, I mean, if I'm trying to think about it, I can't even remember a time if even after I figured out it was about sex, I, I wasn't all like, oh, shame on me. I was like, well, fuck yeah, look what I know. Yeah, that <laughs> <laughs> nobody else does, apparently. Right. Wow. Which, man, I could really enjoy the dry hump because I knew how to just like, mm, got the orgasm, no thanks. I don't need to have sex with you. Have a nice day. <laughs> you I left just a lot grind of guys one so- out. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I left a lot of guys blue butt and sexually frustrated. And I was like, oh, no, nah, I'm good. Bye. Have a nice day. <laughs> oh, that's pretty funny. How, how comfortable is your, your husband with you with talking about this stuff and the parties and stuff like that? How does he feel about it all? So I thought that he was not going to be cool with it. He does not love to talk about sex. He blushes and he gets embarrassed, uh, but he learns from mm-hmm. what I say. And he <laughs> didn't like me doing stand-up comedy. When I was just doing stand-up comedy, he didn't like it. He's like, you know, why are you still there? And I'm like, well, because my set was for 10 minutes. And then the three people after me were, you know, 15 minutes and a half an hour. And I'm not just going to fucking leave. Right. He's like, well, you're just hanging out in a bar. And I was like, yes. (laughs) But then when I did my first stand-up comedy sex ed show, he came. He helped me carry everything in. He helped me set everything up. And I was doing the show and the first one only had 20 people at it. And I said one of my jokes and I heard him laugh in the back of the room. And I was like, I got it. Nice. Right. Cause yeah. he doesn't laugh easily. And then every single show since then, he always, he comes in, he helps me set everything up. He helps me break everything. Cause at the end, I like to stand outside and, you know, get my hugs and my thank yous. And you were so funny. It's like, I'm words of affirmation. I need that. So mm-hmm. while I'm out there, you know, shaking hands and kissing babies, not babies because there's no babies there, but you know what I mean? (laughs) Um, He packs everything up, puts it all in the car and he's ready for me when it's time to go. So he, he enjoys it. And I I think he's learned from it because you're like, all comedy is based somewhat in in reality, even if it's just 10%. So -hmm. if I'm just taking something and I, you know, blow it up to make it funny, he still hears the thing where I was like, why are you touching my belly roll? (laughs) (laughs) You're not a cat. Stop massaging my fucking belly roll. I'm never going <laughs> to orgasm. <laughs> so, so we'll start with the boobs and it'll run down. He'll go around the belly ball. Roll yeah. and go right. Like the mental oh, note me. taken. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Good. So it's That's been funny. pretty good, but he's, he's very, um, I, I don't want to say conservative because that, but he, his whole family has been very, that's not proper. Like mm-hmm. nobody at, I mean, as far as I know, nobody in his family farts. The first time I heard him fart actually <laughs> out of the bathroom, because I've heard him in the bathroom a few times, was like three or four weeks ago. He was sitting on the couch. He shifted and a little toot came out and I lost my shit. I laughed. Oh, he'd so never much. survive in my house. <laughs> we all fart incessantly. Oh, so do I. I'm oh, constant. Obsessed. But I'm the only one. I'm the because uh, like, like I'm not gonna die. It fucking hurts. It's coming <laughs> yeah. out. Yes. So, I want to blow up. Come I am. And and so he always he's like, mm-hmm, and he shoots me dirty looks, and he did that, and I lost my shit because the look on his face was like, how did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Very gosh. very like I've never if I have to use the bathroom at the, like when he's in the shower, I have to knock and be like, I'm coming in. He's like, why? And he puts like a cloth over himself. I'm like. <laughs> I've seen you naked before, dude. Calm down. Mm-hmm. But there's very, very conservative family. And on in my yeah, family, funny. we would try to find which chair would create the largest reverb during a fart contest. Like yep. we have no class whatsoever. I grew up lighting farts around the campfire. 
So <laughs> I've never done that. I'm afraid of the burn, the blowback. Yeah, like, it was that. So, <laughs> that I, I think I, now my husband totally farts all the time, it, big time. Um, but it's funny because his, I wouldn't say his family itself are like big farters. He definitely is. Now my family, maybe they like learned to learn it from you. Maybe I wonder sometimes because we're just like it's all the time, and I have four sons, and you know, and then and then when you have that mix of girls and boys together, and we're all kind of just disgusting, it just oh, it's constant. People I'm sure are shocked by us, but you no know, farts and poop are still hysterical, funny to me. I still have the mentality of a twelve year old boy me when too. it comes to that stuff. Me too. I'm yeah. ridiculous. People yeah. think <laughs> I don't know. I can't even tell you how many times I, I I actually have gotten to the point where when I'm at a party, I have a, I have a spot where I won't allow a chair to be and somebody will put a chair there and I'll be like, Oh, don't put a chair there. And they're like, why? I'm like, that's my fart space. (laughs) And they're like, what? I'm like, I can't always trust myself. You guys make me laugh. (laughs) And if I have to let one rip, it's going in that corner and you will never hear it, but that's where it has to go. Oh, I hate, you know, I hate, they'll have certain friends where they're like not fart friendly. So mm. those are the ones where you're like, you know, you're squeezing it and you got to like run out to the bathroom or someone, please, like I'll tell Aaron, my, uh, my partner, Aaron, hey, could you just make like a really loud noise, really gross? I've got to, you know, <laughs> I got to let this one out. I'm not a hundred percent certain of the velocity or volume <laughs> we're at, but do me, do me a favor here. Do me a solid. <laughs> I've pushed a chair. You know, sometimes you push a chair back and it makes that noise. And everybody's like, that was a chair. <laughs> yeah. Push a chair back. It'll make that noise. You're like, oh, that was me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even if it wasn't just to get him used to the fact that it's not something, it's not something you can control. I mean, well, you can it, to a degree, but when, right. when we were engaged and dating and it was very obvious that passing gas was not something he was okay with. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember one night I was laying in bed and I, I felt a gas bubble cause they always come as soon as you lay down. Right. And, and I felt it. So I got up and went to the bathroom and of course it went away. Cause as soon as I stood up, it like floated up. So then <laughs> I went back and I laid down and then the, the, the gas bubble came back and I went back to the bath and it was like all night long. And a couple of days later we broke up for some reason. And then a couple of days later, maybe weeks later, he he said, you know, we had, anyway, we, I'm like, we're getting married on June 22nd, bring me back my ring. And then he comes and brings me back the ring. And I was like, listen, before you put this on my finger, you need to know something. I fart and I'm not, <laughs> I'm not hiding it anymore. I'm not running to the bathroom in pain to try and hide a fart. I am a gassy girl. Just, you're going to have to deal with it. And he's like, okay. <laughs> And then I have made him deal with it for 23 years. There you go. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> the best way to do it. Just, I, yeah. I, it's, it was so, it was so weird. It, and it's hundred percent. It has to do with my diet. If I don't eat any wheat, I don't fart fine. But everything that's good is made of wheat. I don't, I fart be just, I don't even know why there'll be times where I'm like, I have this, I recently lost uh, about 50, 55 pounds. And so my diet changed very drastically and I love to eat like a shit ton. I can eat. And, um, so, but I did a lot of reduction on carbs and stuff like that. So then I thought it was that. And then I put on some weight cause I'm like, give me back all the carbs. And, um, it doesn't matter. I, 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 especially at night, it happens at night. As soon as things just settle down, I'm kind of running around all the time. I'm a living caregiver also. So I'm kind of just up on my feet, running around all the time. 
as soon as I sit down, it just like, it's not, it's incessant all night long. Yeah. It's fun. I just look at everybody. I'm like, oopsies. <laughs> yeah. I don't even bother to apologize anymore. It's like, if I'm doing keto, I don't fart at all. Unless well, I have vodka that stuff sodas. Does, ooh, I, that's one of my favorites, but yeah. well, Soda keto kind of makes it so you don't shit at all. Oh no, I don't have a problem with that. Cause I'm pretty really? good about making sure I take chia seeds every night. Cause chia oh. seeds are the most amazing thing ever for cleaning you out, but yeah, no gas. But as soon as I have a cheat day, really, I sound like a horn. I sound yeah. like a, uh, lighthouse off the coast of Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It's ridiculous. You know what's funny is for years that nobody believed me either. Mine didn't stink at all. Loud as hell. No smell. Until about a year ago when I started eating like shit again, but I didn't, it didn't smell at all, like nothing. And right. so they just air me and they would be, and they would tell like, cause I've also I had to, uh, last year we went camping with some of my kids, um, significant others. And I'm like, dude, they're going to be here with us for three, four days, whatever it was. I will be farting. I'm not hiding it. I cannot hide it. And these were like relatively new relationships, like only a couple months. And so I said, so you can let them know. I don't really care, but also let them know they don't stink. So they'll be safe. You know, it's not like they're going to walk in and be tasting it or anything like that. And <laughs> so they, I told them like, there's nothing I could do about it, but it was but so one of my daughter's boyfriends, though, he's like, he had never heard a woman fart before. Apparently his mother never farts his, and he's like one of six kids, sisters never farted. And I'm like, dude, you're going to have to get over it over here because that happens regularly every single solitary day. Sorry. So now they're used to it. I would, but, I would enjoy camping in tents with strangers. Cause then you could just like, walk let everybody <laughs> figure out where it came from. <laughs> oh, I was just all the time. Well, and see when we went, we did that camping trip. We were with my father. And, a, and his brother and my auntie and stuff like that. And my dad just, you know, he farts and burps all the time. So it's like obvious. Too. Where did I get it? You know, one of the ones that I got it from. My parents are divorced so uh, and remarried. So this was not my birth mother. But uh, anyhow, oh, farting and burping all the time. And my dad <laughs> still does the thing. He thinks he's hysterical. He'll fart and he'll like look around. And he always does this thing where he like rubs his belly. And he's like, what was that? Who did that? You know, looking around like that. <laughs> Okay, dad. My dad would fart and say, whoop, stepped on a frog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I never even tried that. <laughs> All right. So I like to play a little fun game at the end of my podcast. And there is this card game that I found. And it's called Things They Don't Teach You in School, a crazy mix of fun facts, random trivia, and totally useless knowledge. And so I noticed that a bunch of them had questions about sex. So here's our weird sex question of the week. What is the most common place to have sex outside the bedroom? The bathroom. No, it's in the car. What? In the car. I haven't had sex. I've had sex in the car probably twice in my entire life. My husband and I used to have sex in the car all the time. Really? I'm afraid of getting caught. I'm a big fat chicken. We were also afraid of getting caught. Because you know why? One time I did get caught. The police (laughs) came to the door. That's why. Out of the long, out of the car, long hair, you come with me. What, what, were, what are you police. doing in here? Absolutely nothing as I'm sitting on top of somebody. No, I'm doing nothing. <laughs> we're, you know, communicating and we're doing math homework. No. <laughs> and it's all because your daddy don't dance and your mama don't rock and roll. Exactly. <laughs> I think I got that backwards. But. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So how can people find you? 
Oh, okay. So my website is that's not proper.com. I am on all, most all, I can't even think of any that I'm not podcast platforms. And it's that's not proper. Um, my name's Corey Ascension, my Facebook and Instagram, that's not proper Twitter. That's not proper. I made it really easy. Everything is that's not proper. And you can find me all of those places, hang out, comment, whatever, listen, do it all. Awesome. Um, you can find me on Instagram at standupcomedysexed, standupcomedysexed.com. My Twitter is not that. It's Raylene056, and I haven't switched it. <laughs> I probably should just switch it. Uh, I set up a Facebook group just for this podcast so you can participate in polls, ask questions, and politely share an alternate point of view. And maybe just tell us a little bit more about a clip piercing, because I think we're both curious about curious. that. Generally, let us know what you think of this episode and any other episode. You can search Stand Up Comedy Sex Ed Podcast on Facebook to get involved. And please subscribe to this podcast and share. Thank you so much, Corey. I have really had a good time talking to you. Thank you. I had it's a great time. Loved it. Super fun to go back and batter around Christian school and <laughs> yeah, look what you did. Hell. Look, we're all talking about sex now, <laughs> Mr. Tracy. You fucking yeah. did this. <laughs> yeah, Miss Hacklin, my penis shadow. Gotcha. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. Everybody have a good night. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.